Clovis. What you doing, Al? You gonna introduce everybody? I'm just gonna rub my uh, rub my legs. All right. Well, hello there, folks. Hello and welcome. This is Jim. And I was just thinking, I'm gonna do a little bit of a farm mashup here. So, let me first just put the microphone down while I feed the cat. Yeah, hungry, huh? Yeah, we can eat some more. There it goes. Have some more to eat there, Elle. I'm gonna head out. All right. So I've recorded two shows this week, neither of which are going to make it to the uh, to the podcast because it's just been that kind of a week, folks. You know, the only reason they got recorded in the first place, yes, Reagan, yes, um, is because I went for a run. So I had time to get the run in, and so I recorded on the run, and then I didn't have time to upload them, so... Ladies, you have anything to say? Huh? You ladies have anything to say? Hello, Piper. Hello. All right. Well, we're going to go and get the boys. We're going to go get the crazy boys. Bring them back in. Hello, Ichabod. So, it's a lovely 47 degrees out here right now. Not that you care. But... On the 15th of December, 47 degrees is noteworthy. So, I believe we made it up to the low 50s today, which is also noteworthy. Got another one of those coming tomorrow, and then again on Sunday, but sometime around Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, the rains come in, and we're going to get two-plus inches of rain again, so... Anyway. Hello, boys! How's my boys? Yeah! You guys got something to say? Yeah, okay. Hello, Noodles. Noodles is a llama, by the way. Alright, guys, let me put the microphone down. And I'll let you guys out. Alright, guys, here we go. We're running in. Everybody in. Here we go. You thought you weren't going to have a a run with your friend Jim, but lies. Because I have to run behind the goats and the llama. Because they're all very ADD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go eat, go eat, go eat. They're like, oh, hey, there's food here. But what happens if we leave the stall... And come out. Noodles. Manu. Got stuff right there. Alright. Let me finish locking up. Okay, we're all locked up. Great. Now we can open up the the horse stalls. Alright. 
and get the wheelbarrow. We can do some major mucking. Not, uh, not familiar with the farm lingo of what mucking means. It means cleaning up something that came out of the south end of our horse. That's what it means. All right. We'll see how this works. I'm going to put the uh, microphone down and talk to you from a little bit of a distance. So here we go. Nicely balanced right there. Great. All right. So. It's a highly complex process of taking something known as a muck rake, which looks like a giant shovel with tines, and getting all of the uh, waste products, shall we say, putting it in a wheelbarrow, and getting it the heck out of the barn. It's got the little tines on it, though, because you have to, uh, you have to sift through what's in here because the material we use to help keep the stalls dry is not cheap and you don't just want to willy-nilly throw it all away so there we go anyway as best I can remember what was in the previous two uh, episodes I will try to do but I will probably miss something which means it probably wasn't that important in the first place. So, the fact that you're missing it, probably not a big deal. All right, so, in a previous show, I mentioned that I was expecting to get my race shirt, uh, correction, shirts, plural, and medal from Savannah this week. Well, I do have my race shirt and medal from Savannah this week, but I got them about five hours or so after I recorded. I wasn't expecting them until next week, so I actually got them last week. So, there you go. So, I won't say that I was wrong. But I was definitely less right on when they were going to arrive. So there you go. Megamind and I have a have that in common. If you don't understand the reference, go watch Megamind. It's a great movie. Not a Christmas movie, but it's still a great movie. So anyway. So uh, yeah, so I got I got my race shirt singular, and I got my uh, my medal. The medal is great. I'd say the medal is about five inches in diameter. That's from one side to the other if you're playing in solvent, and. Uh, It's, uh, it's a nice metal. Um, 
I believe it is. Yes. Oh, hello. Just a little little mouse walking along the back of the barn. Well, well there you go. Hello, little mouse. Hard to keep mice out of the barn this time of year. It's cold. They, like anybody else, look for shelter, and they always seem to find it in the barn. So we have food and stuff in here. So there's a lot for them to uh, to want to play with. So it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Be less happy with them in my house, but. Uh, Yep. If I had to choose one or the other, they're welcome to the barn. All right. One stall done. Time to move to another stall. All right. Get you nicely situated here. Make sure you're not going to fall on me here. I don't want this falling in the stall here that seems steady enough good all right so anyway so savannah um yeah so i mentioned i did not get shirts plural i got shirts singular um, again, the shirt I got was amazing. It's, uh, it's a silky shirt, which I'm not usually a fan of silky shirts, because once you wear them in a run, silky shirts usually become swampy shirts, because they don't really wick the uh, sweat away from you very well. It's a general rule. But this one, primo. So it's very comfortable to wear as just a shirt, but it's also very comfortable to wear as a running shirt. So dual purpose running shirt and fashion statement all in one um, the, I mentioned the metal is very nice it is for the race that I did which is called the double pump um, so that was very nice um, I may have misread the information about there being a second shirt I don't believe I did what I think may be the case though is the second shirt you get when you cross the finish line, and since I did a virtual, I did not cross the finish line uh, down, in, uh, down in Georgia, so that may be a goodie only for the folks who make the travel. And you know what? Honestly, I'm okay with that. Um, you know what? You travel to their town. You're going to help their community by getting a hotel, getting food, you know, maybe taking a tour. Right, buying some tchotchkes to bring home with you, right? So, you're going to help their local economy. They're going to give you a shirt. And you're going to do the race at your home and uh, keep your money in your own economy. Well, you get one less shirt. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You ask my lovely wife, she'll tell you I have too many race shirts already. So, um, Said, I'm okay with it, and I'm sure my, my lovely wife is also very okay with the fact that there's one less shirt sitting in my race shirt collection right now. So it's all good. It's all good. Uh, what else? What else? So 
been wearing the uh, the heart rate monitor uh, with my Coros. Gotta tell you, I absolutely, absolutely love my heart rate monitor. Um, so if you're thinking of buying one for a friend who has a Coros, um, and you can afford to do that, um, it's going to be a good gift. I'm telling you, they're not going to be unhappy. Um, there's a lot to like about it. So, um, probably one of those, like any other heart rate monitor, uh, the data you get is a lot more accurate. So now, Coros is less, uh, Coros is less concerned with my health now because my heart rate's not spiking into the 150s while I run. Not that it ever really did, but on the uh, on the wrist, it was getting that kind of a bogus reading, and so it was like, hey, you know, it can only do with whatever data it has, and if that data is uh, garbage in, well, you know, as the old statement goes, garbage in, garbage out. So now I do the same run, probably a little bit quicker. And my heart rate never seems to spike above 135, which is a lot more close to reality, if not dead on with what happens. So, yeah, it's a lot more happy that that's going on. So, so some of my uh, some of my metric uh, data points are uh, are showing a lot of improvement. Not that they've really improved that much, but the data is better. So now it looks like more like me than uh, the nonsense that the wrist was showing up. So, so yeah, just not a fan of wrist heart rates as a general rule. I don't find them to be particularly accurate, and in that case, not particularly helpful. All right, we have now successfully mucked two stalls. I'm going to take a little pause here while I get ready for the next project in here. Okay, time to take care of water now. There we go. Out by the hydrant. There we go. Yeah, so that is a hydrant. Your your friend uh, Jim is not doing something indecent while he records it. So, just so you know. It is an audio podcast after all, so hard for you to know sometimes unless I actually describe what is happening. So we've got five gallon buckets, one for each horse. We've already taken care of the water for the uh, for the goats. It's easier to do that when they're not in the stall because they are they are a little bit uh, frisky, shall we say. Number two. There we go. So, back in 2006, we had a, uh, a hydrant uh, put outside the barn. It's actually pulling water from our well, so it's same water we use in the house. But uh, our barn's about 60 feet away, so had to have a lot of trenching done. And all that stuff, of course, it has to be below the frost line and such. So, um, yeah, that way it's, we're not dragging it from the house. So, simpler solution, 
would have been just to put a, a frost-free faucet on the back of the house, which wouldn't have been a bad idea, uh, but then we'd have to run a hose uh, from there all the way to here, or haul water from there all the way over. This is a little simpler. Plus, hoses don't work so well in the winter, right? Because uh, water has a, a habit of freezing, so. So, uh, so yeah. So this works a little bit better. And yeah, when it's, when it is, say, nine degrees outside, um, do you want to spend the time to be hauling water from 60 feet away? No, you do not. You want to go right outside that barn, turn that thing on, and then basically go right back in the barn. Because <laughs> it's cold out here. All right. I can carry this with one hand, but I can't put it up with one hand. So uh, I'm going to take another pause and be right back. And we are back. All right. Now, time to get some hay. Throw it in a stall. There we go. Last thing we need to do before we can bring the, the horses in is get their food. So our horses are older, so they have special food known as senior feed. Now if I need to explain that to you, um, well, yeah. I'm not going to. There we go. All right down for a second. So our one horse, Ichabod, has got uh, Cushing's disease. Same thing as you would have in a person. Uh, thyroid disorder. And just like a person, he's got to take thyroid meds. Or he will drop weight like a stone. Which at, this is a ballpark, folks, about 28 years old, uh, it's not something you want to do as a horse. Because um, by that point, your teeth are pretty well worn down. And so uh, you run the risk of not being able to chew your food properly. And if you don't chew your food properly, unlike in a person, um, as a horse, it's not you're not going to digest all of the, uh, the nutrients that you need if it's not properly uh, broken up uh, in your mouth before you swallow. Um, so you'll end up, I mean, you're eating, but, but you're not getting much from it. So um, you'll end up getting malnourished. Let's go dump this. Of course, if you get malnourished enough, uh, it's called starvation. I don't think I need to explain that that's not any place we want to go either, so. Up here. So, it's nice with this senior feed. Let's take the microphone with us now. Uh, is it is a, what we re refer to as a complete feed. So, technically speaking, uh, all they need is this feed right here and they're, and they're good for the day we feed them twice if they didn't need another thing they would be okay um, it gives them all of the 
nutrients they need for the course of a day. Um, and uh, it's formulated so it will be easy to, uh, to chew and break up so that they can, uh, they can get all the nutrients out of it. So there you go. All right. I think we're good. All right. I'm uh, going to go bring in the horses, and then we'll pick up the recording again. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Pretty certain we have all of our chickens. That's good. 
Here we go. We got all we got all our chickens. All the chickens are in. Great. Anybody of you guys give us an egg yet today? Nana. You're useless. You're useless. All right. All right. You're good. You're good. Hello, Dylan. Hey, Duncan. Hey, Shane. You want to be on a podcast? Huh? You want to be on a podcast? Who else wants to come over and be on a podcast? Oh, here comes Finn. Here comes Owen. Hello, Owen. You know you're my favorite, right? You know you're my favorite. Hello, Finn. You know I was lying to Owen. You're really my favorite, right? Yep. And we got our little babies down here. Hello, Malcolm. Hello, Bean. Hello, Hamish. Come on, Fergus. I know. Hello, Noodles. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Yeah. All right. Get a little love in there. All right. Now the ladies. Hello, Daisy. Yeah, I don't really love the boys. I love you, right? Hello, Piper. Fiona. Hello. Mavis. Hello. Who's going to come over? Hello, May. Who's going to come over here and say hi? Who's going to come over and say hi? You going to come, Una? You going to come? Oh, Piper's going to come because Piper loves Daddy, right? Piper loves Daddy. Yes, Piper loves Daddy. Daddy loves Piper back. Daddy loves Piper back. All right. So what about you two in the back there, huh? We got uh, Francesca and Moira hanging out in the back. What are you two doing? Hmm? What are you two doing? Francesca, Moira, what are you doing? What are you doing back there? Hello. Hello, Una. Hello. You going to come over? You going to come over? Okay. Yeah, I got to clean out your water there because you guys have uh, you've made a deposit in your water because you're goats and you do goat things like that. All right. Hang on. Let me pause this for a sec. All right. Here we go. All right. So let's see. We talked about Savannah. We talked about um, what? We talked about the barn a bit. Um, talked about the um, the heart rate monitor. Oh yeah, something else. When I'm talking about the heart rate monitor, so I am now a beta tester. Yeah, check that out. Uh, so Koros put out a little flyer. Uh, for folks who would like to test out the latest um, software uh, upgrade uh, prior to its uh, release for everybody else. Uh, and my buddy Kevin was in on the last one, and uh, he was the one that actually uh, let me know to be watching for this on their, on their site. So I was, and I, I obviously got a hold of it um, and said, yes, I would love to be a beta tester. So... Um, there's lots of neat new features. I'm not going to be able to mention all of them. Uh, honestly, I don't know all of them. That's probably a good reason why I can't mention them. But one of them that's definitely very new um, is uh, uh, heart rate variation. So how, uh, what the variation is in your average heart rate over a period of time. Uh, heart rate variation can let you know whether or not you're in good shape or you're under a lot of stress. 
Um, so in order to get some real data, it needs at least five days worth. And all I need to do to be a beta tester is simply wear my watch 24-7, which I do anyway. Um, so it'll get data on that. And it'll actually also look for heart rate variations while you sleep, uh, which is uh, pretty, uh, pretty cool. I think... I think my Fitbit way back when did something like that, but I was never a big fan of the um, the charts and graphs and stuff uh, that um, Fitbit used to uh, display your data. Um, much bigger fan of the way that Garmin does it and really like the way that Koros does it. So uh, I, will, uh, I will report on the new features as I am aware of them and as I see that it's made a difference in my training and so forth. So, uh, and I think they have some new algorithm for computing something. And I forget what that something is. So whatever that thing is, it should be more accurate now. So there you go. Hello, there you are. Yes, you came out to say hello. Yeah, you look like your mom. There you go. That's my baby. That's what my baby does. This is, uh, this is Moira right now. So Moira likes to come and poke her head underneath um, one of the slats, and then uh, she likes to nibble on, on my fingers. It's not hard. She doesn't try to bite you and, and, and chew on you, but uh, she got beautiful brown eyes like her mom. Yes, like you, May. she got beautiful brown eyes like you. Uh, pretty much everybody else is these uh, wolf gray blue eyes. Yeah, like you, Francesca, you have, uh, you have the blue eyes, which... My, uh, my wife is not a fan of. She thinks it, it looks kind of freaky on an animal. Yes, Piper, you have beautiful brown eyes, too. Yes. How about you? How about you? Yeah, see? Yep. Una, you have the blue eyes. So somebody had the blue eyes. Got two nannies with brown eyes, but they, you guys have been throwing a lot of blue-eyed animals. So there you go. All right. Good. All right. Very good. All right. Happy to see that. That's what I wanted to see. That's a little bit more perky out of you. All right. Sometimes animals, when they get cold, uh, they start to shut down. They start to get a little bit less interactive. And these guys are very interactive. So just want to check on her. So we had a scare earlier this week. Uh, Fergus got himself uh, trapped in between the gate and the stall door. Um, I don't think he did it on his own. I think he had help. I think he was trying to poke his head out, and somebody came from behind him and gave him a big old boot in the butt and shoved him out that way. So he kind of hurt his hip, uh, but I think it's just a big bruise. And uh, we separated him for about 48 hours so that no one was uh, jumping on him uh, and uh, gave him some aspirin once a day, and he, uh, he bounced right back. So good news. Good news there. All right. Good night, everybody. It is now 20 minutes to 6 in the evening, so time to open up this barn. Say good night to all of you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Don't be doing that. Don't be poking your head out like that. Don't be doing that, because that's, that's how animals got hurt the last time. All right? Yeah. Don't be doing that. All right. Turn your lights out. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Barn is closed up for the evening, so they will sleep off and on. Uh, goats do not sleep. 
uh, for long periods of time because they are a prey animal. So they'll take like little cat naps and wake up, little cat nap, wake up, um, very much like your cat, hence the name cat nap. So, and the sun is almost completely gone beyond the horizon. We've got a lovely, we've got a lovely sea moon. So it looks like a sea, although it's a it's a backward sea today. So, so we're we're getting close to having a uh, a new moon, which. Interesting that it's called a new moon, because a new moon means no moon. Because the sun is not shining on it at all. So we'll have a very, very dark evening pretty soon. But yes, Reagan, we will. Um, last little bit of information I'll share, just because it's interesting to me. Uh, of course, today being the 15th, we have little more than a week before the days stop getting shorter. Huzzah. Uh, so, yeah, so the uh, Christmas Eve, actually, so December the 24th is the first day that the days start getting longer again. So, and then I did a little bit of sleuthing, and for my area, these this data will not be accurate for you unless you live where I do, uh, in which case you need to stop by more often because I haven't seen you in a while. Um, let's see, so... I believe it's January the 10th is the first time that the sun will set at 5 o'clock in the evening. It sets well before 5 now. Um, And then January the 27th will be the first time that we get 10 hours of daylight again. I believe it is February the 3rd or somewhere around there where uh, the sun sets at five uh, at 530. Uh, March the 2nd, I believe it is, is when the sun sets at 6 p.m. And then thanks to daylight saving time, uh, the following weekend, the following weekend, the sun sets at 7.09 p.m. And then we're back to light that I can actually do something with after work, like run. And I don't have to do it at uh, oh dark 30 in the morning before I go to work. So not going to be a problem tomorrow because tomorrow is Saturday. And with that, I will end this, uh, this episode. Thanks for the download. Thanks for listening. Um, feel free to send me a, a message. Of course, please feel free if you've not already done so to go ahead and give this podcast a five-star review. That does put this podcast in front of other people. Um, I've said this before. I don't have a number of people that I want to talk to, but I would always like to talk to one more. So there it is. Yeah, and you'd like to talk to the entire neighborhood, wouldn't you, Reagan? Yes, you would. So uh, if you have uh, some uh, clear skies like we do, uh, and you're going to be up late... uh, Hang out and uh, see if you can see the uh, the Geminid meteors. They're falling um, again tonight. So something to look at up in the sky if you have uh, skies to see and not clouds instead. So, all right. So the barking dog says it's time to go. So we will go. Be well, be safe, and 7-3.